Hey guys, it's Shell, your rolling MC, and this is Hitting the Streets Podcast Show. Welcome to Hitting the Streets Podcast Show. Hitting the Streets is a series of interviews giving you the insider's look at the small businesses, entrepreneurs, nonprofit organizations, and events in the North Texas area. You can find all episodes of Hitting the Streets on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, you can follow Hitting the Streets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. For more information about Hitting the Streets podcast, you can visit my website at www.hittingthestreetspodcast.com. And now, on with the show. Hey guys, it's Shell, your rolling MC, and I am the mouth on the mic of Hitting the Streets podcast show. Today on the show, I have Angela Sharp. She is the executive director of Texoma Family Shelter. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Well, hey, Shell. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I, uh, uh, my husband and I moved here a couple, about three years ago, and we moved here from Abilene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we have two children, two grown children, mm-hmm. and uh, one lives in Australia now. One's in Houston. That's uh-huh. awesome. Uh-huh, right. And then we have a really uh, cute little fur kid also. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I've been with the shelter for about a year and a half uh, mm-hmm. as the director, and I was on the board for nearly a year before that. So you were on the board before you became the director? That's uh-huh. pretty cool. Okay, so you knew all the ins and outs and what was going on uh, yeah. before you took the, took the role. So tell us a little bit about Texoma Family Shelter and how they help the community, our community. Well, so we are a, uh, we're a uh, program-based homeless shelter. Yes, ma'am. Uh, kind of what makes us unique is that we serve uh, individuals, families, children. Um, we... Uh, we operate 24 seven, 365 days a week. So we are never closed. So that's been a little bit different for me being the director. You know, I've never, I didn't, I didn't know that oh, y'all, are, y'all open 24 seven. We are, we are Christmas every holiday, you know, yeah. everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, we, you know, we're, uh, we're just serving families. We, uh, we have, uh, case management that we offer to our, um, in anybody really, but the mm-hmm. people that stay with us, our residents, uh, we also offer case management to non-residents, just people from the community. So someone can walk up and say, I need help know that. with community services and we will help them. And don't you have, and this just popped in my head, don't you have a thrift store? We do have okay. a thrift store. Tell uh-huh. me just a little bit about the thrift store or tell our audience. Okay. Well, um, you know, we take donations from the community. That's what makes us run. Mm-hmm. And so um, all of the the revenues from the thrift store uh, come back over to help run the shelter. That's so great. we, we yeah. heavily depend on our thrift store. We do. And, and what are the hours of operation? That, and so, and when we donate, do we have to physically go in the store or how do we don't make the donations? 
Well, so we're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. Now, Saturday, I believe they close a little bit earlier, so I think it's 10 to 4. Okay. Uh, But we ask for donations to be dropped off during that time. Gotcha. uh, So we can get them, you know, put up, put inside out of the weather and that kind of thing. Awesome. So, yeah, pull around to the uh, parking lot in the back and somebody will come out and help you unload. Good, good. So tell me... um, what is the most successful program that you guys have there in the shelter and and why how did it become so successful well you know on honestly right now we have one program the the main thing is the main thing so Mm -hmm. what we do is we try to help families uh to get back on their feet so when people come to us whether it's a family or an individual we serve um elderly we serve veterans we serve um like i said families um couples uh, it gives them a space of time where they're not mm. having to pay rent. They're not having to pay utilities. They're not having to pay. Everything is free of charge. So uh, they can get back up on their feet. They have time to save money. And so when we help them get into housing or wherever they're going, mm-hmm. they our hope is that they never have to come back again, only if they want to visit. Right. So, so it's a transitional period, isn't it? it so is. is that... Is that like, and I'm just, this is for me, I'm just being curious. It's like a 30-day transition, or are you talking about longer transition, or does it just depend on their situation? Case-by-case basis. So we we have some people that might come to us for, we have have a, a couple of people right now that they have housing opening up for them within the next um, few weeks. So they're staying a short period of time with us. Mm -hmm. We also have some individuals that have been staying with us for a few months. Um, it's been a real challenge during COVID. Oh my, so, I bet. Oh, I know. So if people, you know, for whatever reasons have lost their uh, driver's license, their social security card, oh, wow. uh, if they're trying to, you know, regain those documents, mm-hmm. it's taken longer to find those things mm-hmm. or not to find them, but to, to order them, to get those things. Right. right, right, again. right. Um, finding employment. Uh, you know, a lot of our people, they don't have, um, when they come to us, they don't have transportation. So one of the things that we do, we have um, a lovely used but new to us van that we received last year mm-hmm. and a g- generous donation to purchase it. And we transport people, you know, to be able to get the community services that they need. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that might make their stay a little bit longer is we, you know, we might allow them to stay long enough to be able to purchase a vehicle. Right, um, right. You know, so they can get back and forth to work and that kind of thing. So there are plenty of jobs out there and mm-hmm. we have people that are, you know, very qualified. Mm-hmm. They've just hit a hard spot in life. Yeah. They're, you know, the thing that amazes me it's people just like you and I Mm -hmm. that might've just been, you know, one or two lost paychecks away from losing their home or their Mm -hmm. apartment or whatever, Mm -hmm. their vehicle, you know, Mm -hmm. there was a, uh, I used to work, um, I used to work for nonprofit and, and I remember we had a, I think we were getting ready to do a pit count. Mm -hmm. And I remember the lady that was teaching us said, you're $500 away from being homeless Mm -hmm. or, you know, two paychecks away from being homeless. Keep that in mind, you know, when she was trying to, she was training us and teaching us. And that has always stuck to me, you know, (laughs) you know, make sure you get your stuff together, Shell, because that's a lot. And I see that a lot now, not, not that piece, but I see a lot of homeless um, people. It almost, I almost feel like it's growing. I don't remember seeing that much five years ago, or maybe I, I didn't because I just wasn't aware. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Yeah, So I noticed that that's, that it's, I see more of that now, or maybe I'm more in tune 
right. with it now. So if if they came down, and I'm just asking this question because this is popping up in my head. If someone actually needed help and I helped them, how does that work? Do I contact the shelter or do they contact the shelter? I'm just curious of how that works. Okay. So so let's say that you run into a, a family, and I'm, I'm not making mm-hmm. this up. This actually happened to me since I've lived here in Sherman. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a family in a van. I saw the, um, the mother and the father out asking for donations, and the kids are sitting in the van. Mm-hmm. So... In a situation like that, you run into someone who needs help. You're welcome to give us a call and ask, you know, about eligibility and different things yes, like that. Yes. But we actually have to speak to the the person, the oh, person or the family. Okay. So then you would relay that information. We would ask sure. them to call us. We would kind of ask a few questions to make sure they're eligible to stay at our shelter. Sure. And so that kind of brings me to something else, if you don't mind me saying. No, go of, right ahead. So part of our eligibility because we serve children and mm-hmm. uh, single moms and mm-hmm. things like that, we have to be very careful about who comes in. So if we run people's criminal history and if they have a violent offense uh, within the last 10 years, mm-hmm. then they may not be eligible. Understand. Um, if they have a sexual offense ever, uh, then they are not eligible. So no. Right. Mm-hmm. If they have an offense against a child, whether it's physical or se- sexual, Never. They're, they're not. That's good to know. Yeah, That's good to know. They're not eligible. Now, here's what we do. We don't just say, sorry, you're not eligible to be mm-hmm. here. Uh, hit the streets. We actually help them find another place where oh, they, they would okay. be a good fit to go. So, you know, like I said before, our, our case manager, I think that's really, um, you know, and, and I know lots of organizations provide case management, mm-hmm. but we really were a small staff. We're a small organization. Mm-hmm. We really try to go above and beyond to help people mm-hmm. to the level of their need. Okay. So whether whether they can stay with us or they can't stay with that us. That was great. That was great information because I always wondered how that eligibility work and do you guys do background checks. So that's oh, good sure. to know. Thank you for, for bringing that up. Um, what do you think are the greatest challenges facing nonprofits nowadays? Well, I mean, I think it goes without saying COVID, um, yeah. this whole pandemic thing has thrown us a curveball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so for us, since I started mm-hmm. one, you know, and of course I started right in the middle of the pandemic. The pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I know every nonprofit, you know, what's your greatest need? Yes. Funding always. Yes. But truly right now, I think not just Texoma Family Shelter, but probably, mm-hmm. I, probably lots of nonprofits, maybe yes, most. Ma'am who are small and who don't receive large uh, or any state and federal funding. Yes, we, we don't receive any state and federal funding. So we receive a very small um, CDBG grant from the city of Sherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year it helps offset a little bit. So it's $5,000. Mm-hmm. It helps offset our utilities. Other than that, the shelter runs completely on uh, individual donations, mm-hmm. uh, donations through churches, uh, small um, local foundations, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and some revenues from the thrift store. Okay. And so I would say, um, you know, most nonprofits right now, uh, during the pandemic, people mm. weren't able to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, people didn't um, go to church, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, donations were down, uh, foundation mm-hmm. grants were down. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. funding, funding is a huge need. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, we really, I think we fill a very significant gap in um, services mm-hmm. here in, not just in Grayson County, but really we serve the whole Texoma area. Mm. We have people that are referred to us from Dallas. Oh, we have really? people from Southern Oklahoma. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. 
So um, it's not just, you know, local people. Uh, we serve our community, whatever, however big that is. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, so guys, I met um, Angela. Our first meet was um, 2020. If I'm not mistaken, we did a fundraiser together. I um, did a Halloween show and we raised funds for the um, Texoma family shelter. And it was, it was great. I had such a good time and we're looking forward to do that again, but that was my first opportunity to work with you and everything went so well. It was uh, Tommy Sue with Tracy Realty that introduced us and connected us together. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I had to circle back around and get you on the show so people can learn more <laughs> about the shelter and me too, for that matter. Um, so you brought up something about, you know, the funds is actually where the needs, uh, the needs are. And that was one of my questions. Beside that, what else is your urgent needs for the shelter? Well, uh, you know, we always, so picture it like this. It's a house full of people. Yeah. You know? We have, we have 42 beds. Okay. Uh -huh. So uh, because of COVID we've operated at about half capacity to give everybody uh -huh. a little bit of space. space. Mm -hmm. We're open back up again. So we're taking anybody who comes to us right now. I think we have about 23 people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, you know, basic, basic needs. So basic we need, needs. Okay. Food. We, we tend to get a lot of canned goods because okay. it's, it's really easy for people to do that kind sure, of thing. Sure. Sure. But we need fresh fruit and vegetables. Oh. Uh, we need meat. We need uh, paper goods, you know, um, toilet paper, paper towels, oh, things yeah, like course. that. Laundry detergents. So just your yeah, basic you everyday household needs. Yeah. We're just running a really big house full of this, okay. you know, giant ad hoc family. So, okay. um, yeah, things okay. like that are super helpful. So before we wrap up, I want to... Um, this is the, the last question here. If the community wanted to get to know more about this organization better, what's the best way for them to learn more? Um, I, that's something, I don't, do you guys do like um, programs for people to learn, to understand more about the shelter? Kind of tell us a little bit about how we can um, help in that capacity. Okay. Um, I invite people all the time and, and ask them, please, please come. I, I will give them, I'll, I'll give anyone a personal tour. I love oh, okay. to take people through the shelter. Okay, good to know. Talk to them about it. Uh, show them. So we've had some really cool things this last year. So in the midst of the pandemic, we also had um, uh, an adopt-a-room program adopt a room program, program. going on okay, uh -huh. yeah. and I, I think mayor got was our biggest advocate oh, love she, mayor got i know it i know <laughs> I just it. love her she, she went out and to the highways and byways yeah. and, and asked people to adopt a room and so right now we are having our very last bedroom we have nine bedrooms okay uh the very last one has been adopted and the family is in the, the middle of um renovating it sure sure and so when that's finished uh we've renovated about 95 percent of the shelter during a time when our you know funding was was decreased it's yeah. just the, the generosity of the community yeah and and really just the generosity of mayor got to go out and oh, ask gosh. people adopt a room she's such she's i just love her her spirit and her passion for this community or and, and i know she's the mayor of denison but still she does for all oh, communities yes she really does yeah she's wonderful well, people can go to our website. Okay. So yes, I was going to say, please uh -huh. tell us your, about your website and tell us where we can find you on social media. Okay. So it's uh, texomafamilyshelter.com is our website. Mm -hmm. uh, social media, you can go to Texoma Shelter, Texoma Family Shelter, both of those on Facebook. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we're also on Instagram, Texoma Family Shelter. Okay. So, and then you can always just call and ask for Angela Sharp, and I will be glad to set up a time and tell you all about it and answer any questions. All right. So is there any final thoughts, anything else you would like the audience to know before we sign off? Well, um, 
please come. I just, our doors are open. Our doors are open for the people who need help. Our doors are open for the community to come in. We always need volunteers. There's yeah, a lot of, there we go. ton of different opportunities, everything from working at the thrift store to working over at the shelter, okay. doing all kinds of things. Um, so Okay, please come and see us. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Angela, for being on the show. Absolutely. All right, thank guys. You. This is Shell, your Rolling MC, and I am out of here.